Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 209 is entitled Recognizing the Hand of God, Part 3, Faith. It is assumed that you have listened to podcasts 204, 205, 206, and 207. If not, perhaps for continuity, you would like to download those first. However, it is not essential. Each podcast is independent. There is one word that separates the temporal law from the spiritual law. That word is faith. We don't have faith in the law of gravity, though we use the term loosely. We have perfect knowledge that the law of gravity exists. We know the effects of gravity. We don't get up every morning deciding whether or not we are going to obey the laws of nature. Strictly speaking, we never violate the laws of nature. We may choose to ignore the law of gravity, but the law of gravity will never ignore us. Nature is a harsh teacher. However, we may choose to obey or disobey the laws of God. God remains hidden so that faith can flourish. Earth is a probationary state. The judgments of God are often postponed, giving us time to repent. Evil people get rich. Evil people get powerful. Evil people often get what they want. Evil people often find pleasure in what they do. The law of justice, however, has a perfect memory, and there will come a time of judgment and restitution. The law of justice is as exact as the laws of nature, but it does not operate on the same time frame. The laws of nature are for mortality only. The law of justice is for eternity. We will forever be under the law of justice. Because of the law of justice, there is both a heaven and a hell. Because of the law of mercy, we may choose where we will spend eternity. Everyone falls under the law of justice. The law of justice is the controlling law of all creation. Justice is absolute and cannot be compromised. If justice were compromised, there would be nothing rather than something. It is the glue that holds everything together. All laws bow to justice. Even the law of mercy, brought about by the atonement of Jesus Christ, must satisfy the demands of the law of justice. Christ submitted his will to the Father. That is why the law of mercy is conditional. It is the law of mercy alone that satisfies the law of justice and allows us back into the presence of God. No scripture describes the mission of Christ better than John three sixteen through 17 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The purpose of the Holy Scriptures is to define the conditions established by the law of mercy that we may have everlasting life. We call those conditions the commandments of God. The only reason the law of mercy can exercise power over the law of justice is because Christ, the perfect one, sacrificed his life to pay for our sins. What Christ doesn't pay for, we must pay for. 
He alone can save us from our sins. The law of justice is an eternal law. That is why the law of mercy must be an eternal law. Christ will always be our Savior. Only through faith in Christ can we be saved from our sins. There is no substitute for Christ. The price we must pay is obedience to the laws of Christ. Because of the fall of Adam, we are already under condemnation from the law of justice. Christ's atonement redeems us from the fall. We can never satisfy the law of justice, but we can satisfy the laws of Christ. The law of justice demands perfection. The law of mercy allows repentance. We cannot reach perfection in this life. The following words of Christ should give comfort to everyone. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The atonement lasts forever, and overpowers justice if the conditions are met. Justice is perfectly satisfied with all the conditions of the law of mercy, for justice approved those conditions. Therefore, the judgments of God are both just and merciful. It is only through faith in Christ that we can be saved. But science does not recognize the law of faith. However, everything God does, He does by law, whether in the temporal realm or the spiritual realm. Even faith is dependent upon the laws of God. The purpose of the Holy Scriptures is to reveal the hand of God in our lives and to teach us the spiritual laws of God. We can increase faith more by studying the laws of God as contained in the Scriptures than we can by studying the laws of nature as contained in science books, though both sets of laws are of God. Without God, there would be no laws, and without law, there would be no creation. All creation is an act of law, and all laws are an act of intelligent design. It is law that creates, preserves, protects, perfects, and sanctifies the creations of God, including us. It is by obedience to law that we receive blessings from God. Works do not save us, but works reveal faith, and our faith in Christ saves us, as James said. Faith without works is dead. Laws do not self-exist. Matter and energy self-exist. They cannot be created or destroyed. If that were not true, there would be no God, no law, and no universe. Everything depends upon the self-existence of matter and energy. God organizes matter and energy through law, and his creations, which are made of matter and energy, are sustained through law. Faith depends upon the absolute nature of law. Even faith requires predictability. Faith cannot exist in an arbitrary world. Faith is not some abstraction based on a belief in some imaginary being. Faith has the ability to call down the power of God. Faith is power. Works are faith in action. God recognizes our faith through our works, not through our words. One of the greatest acts of faith is repentance of sins. We give up something we like to prove our love for Christ. If we obey a portion of the law, Christ gives us the benefit of the whole law. That is how he perfects us. We cannot perfect ourselves through our works, but our works show our faith, and Christ can perfect us through our faith in him. Everything is made of matter and energy, whether temporal or spiritual, whether God or man, whether earth or heaven. 
Even spirits are made of matter and energy, but it is too refined to see with our natural eyes. Without self-existing matter and energy, there would be nothing rather than something. God is God because he organizes laws that govern matter and energy. He is the great lawgiver. He is the great organizer. God does not create evil. God creates law, and disobedience to law brings about evil consequences. All evil is a result of disobedience to law. All good is a result of obedience to law. Without God, there would be no laws. Without laws, there would be no good or evil. However, without law, there would be no creation, no free will, no agency, no freedom, and no liberty. Good is obedience to law. Evil is disobedience to law. All laws of God are absolute. Therefore, good is absolute and evil is absolute. The Ten Commandments have no expiration date. Where did God come from? He came from the same place you and I came from. We are all intelligences, even God. And intelligence self-exists. Some things have no beginning or end. Consciousness or intelligence cannot be created or destroyed. You are truly unique. There is not another like you in the universe. And there will never be another like you in the universe. You have no doppelganger. That which has a beginning can have an end. Matter and energy have no beginning or end. Matter and energy self-exist. Intelligence has no beginning or end. Intelligence self-exists. What is intelligence? Intelligence, like all things, is made of self-existing matter and energy. Self-existing truth and light. It is what we call consciousness. The purpose of God is to help us increase in truth and light until, like Him, we have all truth and all light. He is the only one that can do that for us because He is the only one who has a fullness of truth and light. Truth and light are not foreign to us. Our intelligences are made of truth and light. God gave us a spirit body in His image so that we could advance in truth and light. He gave us a physical body after His likeness so that we could exercise free will, agency, freedom, and liberty. If we use that liberty to keep His commandments, we will increase in truth and light. As Proverbs says, But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Proverbs 4.18 Paul, however, warns us, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Those who use their liberty for an occasion to the flesh lose the light they have. Proverbs continues. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Proverbs 4.19 In other words, the righteous, when they are full of light and truth, reach an omniscient state in the eternities. Only Christ reached perfection in this life. None of us can reach perfection until after the resurrection, and only then through the power of Christ. It is perfect knowledge that gives God His omniscience. It is total power that gives God His omnipotence. It is law that gives God His omnipresence. His influence is everywhere. The spirit and power of God is in all of His creations. He is truly incomprehensible. God is set apart because He is a greater intelligence than all of us. In other words, He has all light, which is all power. 
and all truth, which is all knowledge. We are never still. We are either growing toward the light, or we are shrinking toward the darkness. The tallest trees get the greatest light. All of nature knows to grow toward the light. There's the temporal light of the sun, which is necessary for mortal life. There's the spiritual light of the Son of God, which is necessary for eternal life. Just as trees must reach for the light of the sun, we must reach for the light of Christ. Mortal life depends upon the light of the sun. Eternal life depends upon the light of the Son of God. Faith in Christ is the key, Christ said. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Where did God come from? God has always existed as an intelligence. Intelligence is made of light and truth. We have always existed as an intelligence. We are made of light and truth. That raises the question. If you have always existed as an intelligence, why do we call God our creator? It is a paradox. But a paradox is only an apparent contradiction. It is not a true contradiction. God is not only our creator, but he is the father of our spirits. He gave us a spirit body in his image. In a literal sense, we were born into the kingdom of heaven where our self-existent intelligences were given a spirit body in the image of God. Our self-existent intelligence is to our spirit body what our spirit body is to our physical body. Our intelligence gives consciousness to our spirit. Our spirit gives life to our body. We are literally the spirit children of God. Another way of saying it is, God is the father of our spirits. The family of God models the earthly family. God created Adam and Eve, thus giving our spirits a physical body after his likeness. Therefore, in every sense, he is our creator. But he did not create our intelligence, that essence we call self, that consciousness which is the essence of life. Like everything else, even intelligence is made of self-existing matter and energy. It is made of light and truth. As stated above, the purpose of God is to help us increase in truth and light until the perfect day. When we entered the kingdom of heaven, we became subject to his laws. As intelligences, we chose to enter the kingdom of God, take upon ourselves his image and obey his laws because that was the only way we could increase in light, truth, knowledge, free will, and agency. As self-existent intelligences, we made the choice to enter into the kingdom of God and subject our will to his. In return, he promised to give us all that he has. As embodied spirits on earth, we are again faced with the same decision. Will we subject our will to the commandments of God so that we can live with God forever? Or will we choose to remain outside of his presence forever? It is our choice alone. No one else can make it for us, not even God and not even Satan. God will not violate our agency. Everything God does, he does to increase free will, agency, freedom, and liberty. Everything he does, he does to help us increase in truth and light, knowledge and wisdom, power and glory. Without God, we can never reach our full potential. The purpose of all the laws of God is to make us free. It was Christ who said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That is one of the most profound truths of the Bible. Without truth, there is no freedom. Satan is the father of lies. 
He is about captivity. Christ is the fountain of truth. He is about freedom. It is the cunning of Satan that has perverted truth and convinced us that good is evil and evil is good. Thank you for listening. I want to prove in this series that the only way to get a blessing from God is to obey the laws of God that bring about that blessing. In other words, all laws of God are conditional. If we obey the conditions, we will receive the blessings regardless of the name they are called. True faith is this, to recognize the hand of God in everything that is good in our lives. Blessings could be called consequences, effects, fruits, rewards, or outcomes. They have a causal connection in the same way that the laws of the temporal world have a causal connection. Without absolute law, faith could not exist. The idea that we live in an accidental universe is one of the most spiritually destructive ideas that cunning Satan has imposed on man. We should continue the series, Recognizing the Hand of God, with Podcast 210, Part 4, Power. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.